Welcome to the original and the best Power Hour with Alex Burr and Dylan Hughes, members and podcast of the Running Hook Podcast Network. Hello, and welcome to another edition of the Running Hooks Basketball Power Hour. I am joined once again for the first time in a little while. We've had a little bit of <laughs> issues and life issues just pop up around this. I'm joined for a little bit of an off-season recap by my great friend, J.D. Hall. J.D., no time for curveballs this week, except, except if you could request a trade to any other pod, on this network or on any other network, what pod would you request a trade to? Uh, I got a no trade clause, my guy. <laughs> well, I was trying to trade you for Steven Jackson, so I, I hate to break it to you. I was going to have to attach Caleb Lynn in seven first round picks, but I mean, if it's to all the smoke, I do that. You Throw know, me and Matt Barnes, then that's different. <laughs> You know, it was going to be unfortunate loss, but, you know, the new amount of subscribers and eyeballs we would have. And then I was yeah. going to try to I was going to try to swing Bryce and Zach for J.J. Redick, but unfortunately did not did not come to pass. But in all seriousness, folks, um, J.D. and I are finally here to talk about the NBA offseason. Caleb has had a couple um, pods up on the offseason already. One up with uh, Devin. J.D. is actually going to be joining Bryce on Linsanity tomorrow. So you're going to want to make sure you check that out. It's a lot of great NBA content right now coming out of this particular network. So make sure you check us all out. But JD, um, the biggest news out of the NBA free agency isn't actually news. It's Katie and Kyrie and the Nets seeming to blow up right before our eyes. Katie requested a trade. And if Katie goes, that means Kyrie's probably going. Um, (laughs) <laughs> I feel like we got to start with KD. Just when when you first saw KD requested a trade, JD, what was your first reaction? Um, I thought, why let Kyrie resign there? That was my initial thought. Why why let Kyrie resign? But I was kind of so I was more surprised than wasn't. Because he made it seem like he was all in. He just re-upped, I think, last year. Um, I thought he was all in. But, you know, I mean, it's KD. He's one of those guys you really can't predict how he is. He just, I don't know, it's Kevin Durant. He, he left Golden State where he went to what, three straight finals, won two finals MVP. He was hurt the third season um, in the finals and wanted to leave out of there. Can we really say it was that much of a shocker? No, because he did leave a great situation. But I did want him to, like, actually stay and try to build something there. Um, Not too much of a shocker, but a little. You know who it kind of like kind of reminds me of career wise? It's like Shaq, right? Because when you think about the all time great players, they don't bounce around a whole lot, you know, Mm -hmm. like they usually like MJ, right? 
sticks to one team. LeBron has been on a lot of teams for an all-time great player. He was on three teams. Kareem, two teams. Larry, Magic, Duncan, one team. Steph, one team. Jerry West, one team. Oscar Robertson, two teams. You just go on. Kobe, one team. You just go on down the list of like the consensus top players of all time. Akeem. Akeem only played for the Raptors. That wasn't the Rockets, right? I think I have that right. Yeah, it was so just, he, uh, his, yeah, and that was like was what Toronto. His last years, last couple of years, exactly. Cup of coffee at the end of his career. So great players just don't bounce around the way that a guy like KD has or is going to. And now he's only played for three teams, but well, technically four <laughs> if you count the Sonics. I'm not going to count the Sonics because it was the same franchise, but the last couple of years, I mean, 2016 goes to golden state. Like you said, 2019 leaves for Brooklyn and now he's already unhappy after signing the extension and wants to leave again. And it's like, you were this close, right? And everyone's like, Oh, they, you were this close to making the finals. And you could say, Oh, they had to beat the Hawks to make the, the finals, bro. The Bucks made the finals playing the last three games without Giannis. Yeah, I was gonna say they they definitely beat the Hawks. There's no way the Hawks were making the finals in any way, shape, or form last year. The conference finals was the best they were going to do. So you were this close to getting to the finals. And it just is it's con now. And I don't know. I honestly still think JD, as crazy as it sounds, because we we're about what? two weeks removed from this trade request. Mm-hmm. I still think the best thing for him to do might be to just stay in Brooklyn. I, I agree. I still like, it's just as crazy as it sounds like you have your guy, Kyrie, you have Ben Simmons, who who's a wild card at this point, right? Maybe, you yeah. guys, maybe you guys fit well together. You never, you won't know until you play together. Right. I, I honestly think they would. And they did bring in, they brought back Patty Mills. Mm-hmm. Um, Royce O'Neal. I mean, I don't, you know, I don't think he's that good of a he, guy, but he fits what they need. He he very much so fit what they need. But I think he I, he's one of them guys, I just think sometimes he's lost in the sauce. I don't know what the what goes through his mind. Like, I'm, you know, I'm not finna get go there yet. But then, um, they still got Bruce Brown, who we what? saw Steve Nash use. Bruce Steve. Brown's in uh, Denver, remember? Oh, he was traded. No, he signed a, a contract with Denver. He didn't. Bruce Bruce Brown did not. Oh my gosh, that was an under the table deal. I, I did not see nothing like that. Oh well, sheesh. And they lost Drummond. They lost Dragic. I don't know. I still like. I still like. Like when you have a centerpiece of Katie Carey, Ben Simmons, you don't really need to ask for too much. Because really, outside of that, you just need defenders. Go get you some defenders. Kyrie and KD can combine to give you 60 points a night. However you want to slice it. They can combine to give you 60 points a night. Um, if we, if Ben Simmons can actually play the paint area that we saw when Embiid went down, when Embiid went down, he was averaging like 25. And the B was gone for a lengthy amount of time. That's when he got his career high on 
some reason, the defensive player of the year that year, Rudy Gobert, flabbergasted. Um, but he, he he put up his career on him. And I think with a core piece like that, they have a legit shot to still be dogs in the East. They just got to finish putting the right pieces around them. Patty Mills, we know, is a shooter. We know, um, um, what what's the Seth guy Curry. name? Yeah, love Seth Curry. They 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 still got Seth Curry, who we know is a not down shooter. He's a scorer. He 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 solidified himself as a scorer. He's just a great shooter. Mm-hmm. Um, they still got enough pieces where I think they can make a little noise. I I understand, you know, not wanting to placate. Or wanting to placate, you know, the superstars, keeping yourself in contention for the next superstar. But you guys sold your soul to get these two superstars. You guys sold, like, you guys had, you know, and you, you oh, probably great young core. Well, they they probably weren't going to win anything with those guys, right? You weren't going to probably win anything with Jared Allen, with D'Angelo Russell, with Karis Levert. But at least your team, you know, had like a soul, right? At least they had like, you know, mm-hmm. they were fun. You know, they built them, they built them literally from the ground up to the playoffs because after the Pierce Garnett trade, they were in the rubble. And so they sold their souls. They trade Russell to the, to get KD, which by the way, won the Warriors another championship (laughs) because that's how they get Andrew Wiggins, Uh which is, you know, good on KD for allowing that sign and trade to happen because I will say KD deserves credit for that. And I think I did bring that up when we were talking about that after the finals. Katie like allowed the Warriors to win another championship in essence because Katie doesn't do the sign and trade. They don't win the finals. So, but it, anyway, anyway, back to the original point. So you get Katie, you get Kyrie. Now you have Katie, Kyrie, Lavert, and Allen, right? Those four alone are probably good enough to win a championship. I would say, I would say those four, like Lavert is your third scorer. You don't need him. You don't need to rely on him. And he's getting consistently the third best, the third best defender on the opposing defense, right? And usually most teams don't have guys that can shut down a third best scorer. That those teams don't exist anymore. <laughs> you don't have guys that can shut down teams that can shut down three scorers. And Allen was a we saw Allen make an all-star team in Cleveland and deservedly so this year they sold their souls to get James Harden. And I think that honestly was their biggest mistake. If, cause you can't control the Kyrie vaccination thing. Like that's, that's just yeah. out of, that's out of your control a hundred percent and completely. You can't, I'm sorry, everyone taking a victory lap over. Oh, Kyrie's so unpredictable. Kyrie's no one could have seen, you know, a worldwide pandemic, um, a city vaccination restriction, <laughs> Aaron judge, not wanting to get vaccinated and the restriction getting lifted. And then the team splintering at the seams because the guy didn't want to get vaccinated all year. No one could have seen that happening. Right. So I don't want to see your victory laps over the nets because that's literally impossible to predict. My thing is, is just like they sold their souls. So I don't feel sorry for the nets. You sell your soul. You pay the consequences. You know, I agree. That's what come with it after 
after a while, like when you go all in, that's usually how it go. It's either you you try to make the best of it or you screw up and you <laughs> let it all go. But I think for them it's prematurely. They still haven't had a full season healthy. And I mean, it's one thing if health is the problem, but dealing with the COVID and the vaccination, I think that's just one you got to chuck up to. Like, you just got to chuck that season up. Like, you see the one time where one of y'all stay healthy in the playoffs, how close y'all got to winning. It took for Harden to have no less and for Kyrie to not be able to play. And y'all lost by a shot. Like a couple millimeters. Like, come on. I I can't do that. And then, all right, Harden couldn't take the mental capacity of playing over there anymore. Y'all probably traded for a worse mental player in Ben Simmons. But we also don't know how Ben Simmons may come back. Because the fact that they had Ben Simmons back last year going back to Philly and they dominated Philly, that could have brought him a lot more closure and made him more comfortable to be willing to come back this year. Because nobody really bought Ben was coming back. Like some people did. I, I personally did. But I don't think nobody else really believed it just because... He had been saying it for a, a, a little bit already. The only reason I did was because we saw Brooklyn with opportunity to make the playoffs. But as they got close, I was like, nah, he's not. If he ain't committed to the uh, play-in, then no. But even still, I think that it's a situation where just stick it out. You like I know these your championship years and all of that. But you literally have championship quality around you. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like anywhere. So the teams, let's talk about KD trades now because there haven't been a whole lot of great ones I've seen that they can do. Right. Because I'm sure you've seen this, J.D., I didn't know about this restriction in the CBA until it was pointed out. You can't, oh, yeah. You can't trade for two guys who are on the designated rookie extension, right? And yeah. I didn't know what the designated rookie extension was, but just for like an example from this offseason, Ja signed it, Zion signed it, Darius Garland has signed it. So those are the guys that have signed it so far. So like who like who's ineligible for it? Like you can't trade Donovan Mitchell to the to the Nets right now because Ben Simmons it, is also yeah. you can't Devin trade Booker. Damn. Damn it. Bam Adebayo, in particular, is the guy <laughs> who stands out for this reason yeah. right now. But he wanted to play with Bam, so I didn't think he'd be part of the trade anyway. And I just don't think, JD, if you're going to trade Kevin Durant, you're not going to get back anywhere near equal value. No. Because... It's just going to be so hard, right? The only way I think it's going to work, I, I think the only way it's going to work is just if they get Pascal Siakam. And I don't know why if I'm Toronto, I'm trading Pascal Siakam. I'm going to be like, here's all my picks. Here's OG and Anobi. Here's Gary Trent. You guys do with this what you must, but what what better offer are you getting? I mean, yeah. Jamie, would you rather have that or would you rather have Mikhail Bridges and eight first round picks. I think I'd rather have the Raptors offer. Like, would you yeah. rather have that or would you rather have 
I go, I go with the Toronto offer. And even um with Miami offer, where they willing to throw in Hero and Duncan and um I forgot the uh, other guy, but like even still you kind up in limbo where you like, all right, I got Tyler Hero, who we could say may be the best player of them all. But then again, you got a champion, OG Ananobi, who literally does everything. So it's like, uh, you can still lean towards the t- Toronto deal. Because you, exactly. know, you know Miami, regardless if they get KD or not, they're still going to be a threat for years to come. Mm-hmm. So you're not getting super high draft picks. And well, and the thing with Toronto is we saw Scotty Barnes, right? I personally, if I was Masai, I'm going all in with this core because Katie, you know, Katie's 34. I'm trading Scotty Barnes for Katie. I'm going all in. I'm trying to win a championship right now. I'm trading Scotty Barnes. And I'm like, okay, we're, we have the best team in the East. <laughs> Try to stop us. I'm basically running back that Kawhi team. I'm just adding Katie in its place. That's that would be my idea, but the Raptors are like, no, fuck you. You have no leverage, Brooklyn. We are not doing that. So it appears to me like Tyler Hero, I'm not JD, you know I'm a lot lower on Tyler Hero than you are. Yeah. I'm a lot lower on Tyler Hero than I think a lot of people are. I think Tyler Hero might be the best prospect you get for Kevin Durant. And that's saying something. I think that might be the reason why he hasn't gotten an extension yet. Um, Because he has not gotten an extension yet. I think the only three guys from the 19 class that have gotten extensions have been the three that I've mentioned. Um, Ja, Garland, and Zion. So it's going to be interesting to see. Like I, I feel like those three teams, though, J.D., if Phoenix... Phoenix, Miami, and Toronto. I feel like those three are the logical teams. Maybe New Orleans, but I wouldn't trade Brandon Ingram for KD. Me either. I, I just like Brandon Ingram to me. Like, I'll take the guy who wants to be there. Because <laughs> that's the thing. If KD gets traded there, he's going to request a trade again. <laughs> yeah. Like, he's going to be a professional for a year or two, and then he's going to be like, I don't want to spend the rest of my career here. I want a guy who's going to be willing to be there. Yeah. He probably won't ever be as good as Kevin Durant is. Brandon Ingram right now is pretty close to being a special player. I'll he that. is a special player. Brandon Ingram is on the brink of breaking into another level of his own game. I'm not trying to say the, the S word, you know, the big S word, but he's, he's not close. far from there. He's not he's, far from there. I'm, I'm redoing my top 100 right now, JD. And let me just say, um, I think you'd like where I have him. I'll just, I'll say that he is very, I mean, he was showcasing that versus Phoenix. Yeah. He, and that's the thing. Mikhail Bridges was getting cooked and Mikhail Bridges is really good in the context that he's in. Right. Mikhail Bridges is really good playing off of Chris Paul. Mikhail Bridges is really good playing off of Devin Booker. I don't think I'd want him, you know, as the guy, as the guy, if he went to Brooklyn, he's the guy. I'd rather have OG be the guy. I'd rather have Tyler Hero be the guy. As yeah. crazy as that sounds, as I think Mikhail Bridges is a better basketball player than Tyler Hero. 
I would <laughs> much more willingly put the ball in Tyler Hero's hands than Mikhail Bridges seven days a week and seven times on Sunday. Yeah. <laughs> so, I don't know. I'm, I'm with you. I think it's one of them situations where they 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 not going to get what they asking for, so they're going to have to settle or convince him to give it one more shot. Here's a crazy idea. Okay, I think people have thrown this out, but I want to hear your thoughts on it. If you're the Clippers, do you oh. offer Paul George and Terrence Mann? No, no, that was pretty quick. <laughs> I'd probably say no too, but it's interesting. Paul George younger than Kevin Durant. Yeah, he is. <laughs> But it's it's interesting, you know. I mean, I, I I I like it, but if that was the case, Kevin Durant could have signed there and played with both of them. That's true. It's You're not like they didn't have the money. You're not wrong there. You are not wrong there. I'm not finna break up something that we could have built from the Jump Street. We could have been even better than we are now. They, it's a guarantee. Clippers will have a championship if he went there. Oh, yeah. Oh, for sure. Kevin Kevin Durant decided. Especially last year. Last year? Oh, my God. Even with Kawhi getting hurt. I think the last two years. Well, he was hurt in 2020, though. I mean, if you're talking about this year, then sure. Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm not. I'm talking about this season and last season. That's fair. That's fair. Like, I don't think the injury affects what the Clippers would have been able to do. And then this season, I think they would have been in a position where Kawhi would have came back. I think the reason he's been prolonging the, the rehab process is so he can get even stronger. I think had it been a situation where, boom, we can win right now, we need you. Kawhi come back, but even even still, they could have they could have put those three together if KD decided not to. I'm not finna do it now just because he's unhappy where he is. I'm sorry. Why break up something that we have seen has been working? And if it, bar an injury, we would have had a title right now. Bar in, the bu- bar in the bubble, we could have had a title right now. I'm not finna mess up all of what we done when you could have been part of this already. That's completely fair. It is completely fair. I don't Real- think it's a good trade at all. <laughs> so, I thank you for insulting me like that, JD. I appreciate it. Um, <laughs> Real quick, because I don't think we... I want to spend too much more time on the Nets. But we do got to talk about Kyrie. And JD, it just doesn't feel like he's going to end up anywhere other than the Lakers, right? And I hope that trade don't fall through either. I, I think it's idiotic. What For who? Do you think it's idiotic for Brooklyn or do you think it's idiotic for the Lakers? Brooklyn. Like, why the hell are you trading for Russell Westbrook? I mean, he is on an expiring contract. So... You'll have $47 million just off your books next year. I get that, but honestly, nobody's coming to Brooklyn without Katie or Kyrie being there anyway. You're not wrong. Nobody pushing to play with Ben Simmons. He still got to prove that he's back. So 
I'm 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 sorry, I'm not doing that. Before Katie and Kyrie went over there, Brooklyn went pulling in all stars. When they got D'Angelo Russell, he had to play his way into being an all-star. Before then, when they traded way, way back, last all-star they had was Joe Johnson and Darren Williams. Brooke Lopez, like, come on, this this is like early 2010s. So I don't think this is a situation where I'm looking at an inspiring deal. I'm looking at would this make us better overall? And it doesn't. We get the worst. We get the worst player. He making more money than Kyrie on the next season. So I'm finna pay more money for less production. I don't do it. And then why the hell would I pay, pull in him when I already got Ben Simmons who can't shoot? At least let's make the playoffs and make some extra money. It don't work. And then to give up Seth Curry in that deal too, it's a guarantee. It's a guarantee you could get a better deal for Seth Curry. Forget Kyrie Irving. You could get a better deal for Seth Curry right now than put him in that deal. They wouldn't give up Seth Curry in that if they were gonna do that trade and they had if they were gonna include extra salary, it'd be Joe Harris. And even still, I'm not getting rid of somebody who Ben Simmons and Russell Westbrook needs. I don't think Russell Westbrook would play for the Nets. I think he would get bought out pretty quickly. Um, I don't think he'd take John Wall. Like, I don't think he'd give up that few of money, if that makes sense. Like, that little money, I'll say. But... I think Russell Westbrook will, wherever he's traded to, will not play for that next season. I think he's going to get bought out and he'll play for someone else next season because he is not going to be, I don't think he'll be a Los Angeles Laker next season. I think Kyrie, I mean, JD, if I was the Nets, I'm trying to get those two first round picks that the Lakers can trade. I'm trying to get the 2027, 2029 first round picks because that makes it worth my while because then you're betting on, you know, Anthony Davis being gone in 2029. You're betting on, you're basically doing, you're basically doing the bet that Houston is doing right now, which is Brooklyn is going to be awful when they're going to give us these picks. So I, that's, if I'm the nets, I'm like, okay, at least we'll salvage a little bit of dignity by getting these two picks. I, yeah. I, don't, I don't know. Like, Here's the thing, JD. (laughs) If the Lakers get Kyrie, I immediately, they are way better than they were last year. Like, they are 10 times. They are, I still don't know if they like make the conference finals. I don't even know if they make the second round, but they're they're a playoff team to me. They may second round. I just don't see them going beyond that because they better than Phoenix. I (laughs) will. They're better than the next team we want to talk about. We want to move on to the um, the team that just traded for one of the biggest contracts in the league. Wait, I'm sorry. Say that again. I said, do we want to move on to the team that just traded for one of the biggest contracts in the league at the biggest spot? Yeah, you know what? 
let me just, yeah, let's do this so I can get out my grievances. Okay, so it got Rudy Gobert going to the Minnesota Timberwolves for Malik Beasley, Patrick Beverly, Leandro Bulmaro, who I don't think I saw play more than two minutes last year. Walker Kessler, who was picked 22nd in the draft. Jared Vanderbilt, 2023, 2025, 2026, 2027, and 2029 first-round picks going to the Jazz. Only the 2029 pick was even slightly protected. I was top five protected, and the 2026 pick was a swap. Um, What was your... Reaction when you what was your reaction when you saw Minnesota gave up this much for Rudy Gobert, JD? What the hell? <laughs> it's so idiotic. It's ludicrous. Like, let me say this. Why? Why would you trade all these pieces that just helped you push? Memphis when Memphis was the only team to push Golden State. This tells you that you build it in the right direction. You trade away your top two defenders and Pat Bev and Jared Vanderbilt, not the right order. Yeah, y'all still got McDaniels, but come on now. McDaniels is the reason why McDaniels worked so well with Vanderbilt out there was because McDaniels can shoot the ball. He can score a lot better. You want to be able to interchange these pieces. You, you don't get rid of one and just throw it all on the other. That's not how it works. Then we when you look at all these picks. I'm sorry, Rudy Gobert. Was Rudy Gobert first round pick himself? He was the 27th pick. Um, he was sold for cash, though. He was one of the last first round picks, I think, that was sold for cash. Now, listen to this. 27th. How is it, y'all? That's the low. Look, he's the lowest player out of those draft picks that would be drafted. I guarantee you that. Every draft pick that they gave up will will be drafted higher than the 27th pick. Everyone. So they already coming in better than what he was. Rudy Gobert. Y'all traded Rudy Gobert to help y'all team get better with what? Explain to me how he helped y'all in the playoffs. When this is where he's the worst at. He's the worst in the playoffs. So you trade playoff type performers. Because Malik Beasley is a walking 18 point per game night score. He can't give you that. Vanderbilt and Patrick Beverly was dying up into... Who all was it out there that was dealing into John Morant? We won't see him go out there and guard Ja. They was dealing up into Desmond Bain. We won't see him out there guarding Desmond Bain. We can literally say that those two guys alone 
was going one through four. Rudy Gobert can't guard a five. How the hell is he going to guard anything else? Terrence Mann put 50 on his head. It was not 50. Okay, let's let's calm down just a little bit. How how much was it? It was like 37, which isn't good. No, it wasn't. No, it wasn't. It was 37. No, it wasn't. Okay, hold on. Even if it was. All right, it was 39. Take, he put a 40 ball on his head. He put a 40 ball on his head. Ben Simmons put 44 on him. Now, now you tell me. Are these two guys known the scores? Listen, I'm not going to sit here and impugn the character of Terrence Mann, okay? You are not getting me to insult Terrence Mann on this here podcast. Terrence Mann is not a top five score on the Clippers. How dare you, sir? And he put a 37. He he gave him a 40 ball. He was, um, a, um, he was a top four scorer on the Clippers that year. No, he was he not. Was at, he was the fourth. Who was better? It was him. It was, it was Kawhi PG. Okay, Kawhi was hurt at that point in the series. So you got PG, Reggie. Kawhi, no, listen, it was Kawhi PG, Reggie, Marcus Morris. And then you got Terrence Mann. Okay, so... Since Kawhi's out of this, okay, we're not arguing semantics. This is a Rudy Gobert discussion. Can I, okay, all your. But points, wait, can, but wait, I'm not. I'm not finished. I'm not okay. finished. I'm okay. not finished. Now you put him next to Carl Anthony Towns. Carl Anthony Towns ain't guarding no damn fours. Carl Anthony Towns got better at defense last year for one reason and one reason only. He got comfortable trying to protect the paint. You move him outside the paint, Carl Anthony Towns look like a fish out of water. I hated watching Carl Anthony Towns trying to uh, fight fight through screens and coming over on screens because he looks very uncomfortable. Anthony Edwards became a great on-ball defender. Let me think why. He was around defenders. When you put them next to Vanderbilt, you put them next to Patrick Beverly, they are going to make him want to defend. D'Angelo Russell became a better than average defender. Look at who he was around, guys who made you want to defend. But now, you trade all of those guys. They looking at trading D'Lo. And this is another thing. I do not want to see Anthony Edwards having a down the ball off to Rudy Gobert, who can't score. I want to see him go down there and unload on somebody. I want to see Cat be able to unload on somebody. You know how easy it's going to be to help off now? Rudy Gobert brings no offensive skill to the game outside of offensive rebounding, which he don't even do that as good as you want him to. You 7-3. Yeah, you you ain't got one move in your bag offensively. I don't see the reason for it. And to give up what y'all gave up. Why? I hope they don't even make the playoffs. I hope they don't get close to making the playoffs. I want them in Utah to be this how I want it to go. 
San Antonio, Minnesota, Utah. Last three teams in the West. So you have Houston and <laughs> you have Houston and Oklahoma City having better records than all three of them. I, I want I want Houston and OKC to have better records than them too. And Sacramento. Them okay, okay. Sacramento got a chance. Sacramento got a chance. Okay, but okay. but those but Houston and OKC they don't. But I would really love for them to have a better record than them too. I hate all three of those franchises. Okay, I let me come out and say. I don't disagree with a lot of what you said. I think a lot of what you said is accurate. Can I play devil's advocate again? Coming with the coming with the disclaimer that I agree with a lot of what you said. You can say it, but I'm telling you, I'm not saying I I'm not saying I agree with these disclaimers. I'm saying this is the rationale behind it. So if I'm Minnesota, right, I come out of last playoff series with Memphis. Memphis lived at the rim. They did a great job of shutting down. Um, they did a great job of shutting down Ja, right? They did a terrible job of shutting everybody else down, right? And what was the difference? And now we didn't see the difference in the Golden State series because Ja got hurt. Fair or unfair criticism of the Golden State title run, that was literally the one asterisk they had. I think if there is one to be had, you know, Ja got hurt in game three. We we don't know what the rest of the series would have played out like, right? I think it's a I think it's a fair criticism of the Golden State thing. Would you agree, JD? I agree. So with that being said, I thought Minnesota did a great job of guarding like the initial action, right? Like Carl Anthony Towns have come up and trap, you know, or Jared Vanderbilt. Patrick Beverly did a good job of containing the action on the pick and roll. Second side action. They were just absolutely abysmal at Desmond Bain. If you remember, absolutely fucking destroyed them in that series. Desmond Bain looked like, you know, Desmond Bain looked like Reggie Miller in that series. If you gave, (laughs) if you made Reggie Miller 10 times better, he's not 10 times better than Reggie Miller, but I think the reason why they traded for Gobert is they just felt like they needed a stronger rim presence. Or I feel like there's a a few reasons they traded for Gobert. One of the reasons why I feel like they did it is they felt they needed a stronger presence at the rim, right? And they, I think they looked at what Cleveland did last year and what Indiana has been doing. And they're like, we have a guy that can make threes. Surely this will work. I think the difference between that is that Miles Turner is the one doing the shooting and the rim block in the shot blocking. So Miles Turner is unique. And in Cleveland, Darius Garland's the one making it all work on offense. Mobley can't shoot and Allen can't shoot, right? So it's not really working on offense in Cleveland. So that's, you know, it's a whole other thing, right? But but and, this this let me ask you this. Okay. Do you know what Memphis did that allowed the paint to open up? What was that? They stopped playing big. Well, Brandon like Clark's it, big. Brandon yeah, Clark killed Bra- I mean, he's six nine. He played inside and outside. That that allowed a lot of the driving lanes because they took Stephen Adams out. Even with Xavier Tillman, when he came in for those couple minutes, Xavier Tillman is six nine, six ten. He was playing inside outside a lot of the time. It was drives and back doors. It was drive, kick. Back door. This not something Rudy Gobert sell at. That is what we saw the last three, four years kill him. Mm-hmm. For sure. When we talk about less, 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 uh, 
playoffs. What killed them? They set Kleber in the corner. They set Bertans in the corner. Gobert moved towards the paint. They shot the three. And then, who was it that was starting? Who got a lot of backdoor cuts? Dwight Powell. These are guys that sit seven to 16. This is the same thing that Memphis did. Go back to the year before with the Clippers. They let six, five, six, six, Terrence Mann sit in the corner, go bell drifts off. What happened? All right, now his shot get to going. Oh, he's running out there. I'm a bad door cut. Now I'm dunking on him. This is what they did. You go back the year before. Who put them out the year before? Was it Denver? Are you talking about Denver? The Denver series. When he had to guard um, Jokic 101. Jokic killed him one through six. Go back best game was the seven game. I give you that. All right, whatever. Go back the year before. What did Golden State do? Killed him. They, they, they took him from out the paint. They backdoor cut him. They made him chase shooters. They literally, every team did the same thing. Did Golden State play him in 2019? No, they didn't play. Go- they didn't play Golden State in 2019. No, nah, Golden State played them in 18. They played them a year that they won. Who played them in 19? Who you they know played? They, it was Houston. Because that oh. was the year they lost in the first round. Yeah, and guess what? They played small. Mm-hmm. No, and I- and, and, and Capella killed him on the backdoor cuts. Capella killed him on the backdoor cuts. So it's not as if they traded to get something fixed that he does well. They went and did something that gets him killed time after time. It's different if they went out there and got a guy like, for instance. Well, if they got like Miles Turner. They, they, I was just going to say they don't make the same amount of money, but this is something Miles Turner would have helped with. Mm-hmm. This is something Miles Turner would have helped with. Or, so to speak, they don't make around the same amount of money. But you know who could have helped with something like this? Somebody who literally did this to them. Go after a guy like Brandon Clark. I've been saying Brandon Clark to Minnesota for like go, years. Go go after a guy like Brandon Clark. The best thing Minnesota did didn't even come in that trade. They stole Kyle Anderson. Mm-hmm. That's the best thing that they did all offseason. They stole Kyle Anderson. Because outside of that, it's been terrible. I don't get the damn trade. Y'all traded for somebody to fit something that he's the worst at. Well... I don't think he's the worst at because I think the worst at is the guy who was already at center on his own team. I think that's low key. The problem with this trade is that I think I, you said a lot of true stuff in your opening statement, right? I think the truest thing you said was that Carl Anthony towns is probably a worse defense. Like JD, I think you and I will both agree. The defensive players they had on in Utah were atrocious, especially last season, right? Bogdanovich, terrible. Ingles, terrible. O'Neal. O'Neal is fine. He he he's above average, but he's not a real oh, 
lockdown I, defender. I would I would love to see O'Neal next to Simmons. I think being in yeah, a role not, suited for his exactly, talent, like exactly. I think that'd be great. But he was above his pay grade, right? Um, Conley, he's not the guy he was in Memphis. Mitchell, I don't know what the fuck happened to his defense, but I tell you, I, I, I tell you exactly what happened to his. He don't care for it no more. He wants to gamble so he can get out to try to score. I mean, who amongst us hasn't, you know, gambled to try to score on the fast break? You know, like he who hasn't done that cast the first stone is what I always say. Well, let me tell you. But let me tell let, you. Let me let me finish making this this point real quick, because I have I have another point that I want to make. I think that while the Gobert trade, I don't like it for their defense. I think they should have a top three offense next year. And I think the biggest beneficiary will be D'Angelo Russell. And if D'Angelo Russell doesn't thrive playing next to Rudy Gobert, he might be out of the league, not out of the league, but he might like take a severe pay cut at the end of his contract. He might be taking one of those anyway, but I mean, I mean, D'Lo D'Lo played a great role for them. The thing is, I think the reason why I don't see the offense being as good is because outside of just like last year, well, actually, this is worse than last year. Last year, they at least had Malik Beasley. This year, they got D-Lo, Cat, Dan, that's how I think scoring will go from worst to best. They don't have anybody else that they can depend on to score. And I think that's gonna hurt them so much. Like they 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 I don't see them being top three. I think D can make uh Rudy Gobert look better than what he has. But then again, that'll be him sacrificing his own. Cause we know D can walk you to sixteen and seven. For but sure. you but you're gonna want more just from the simple fact. Cat and um Cat I say Ant Man might give you twenty five a night next year. I think he walks you to twenty five a night. Cat should get Cat alone should give you twenty five a night. But Cat probably only gonna give you twenty two at the most next year. So that's sixteen and seven is gonna be uh, I would I'd rather it be 18 and five. Right. But I mean, if they're because, you know, the regular season defense. I think all your playoff concerns are completely fair and justified, and I think they're probably going to flame out in the first round a lot more than their expectations like would say they should. Right. I think if they didn't play Memphis in the first round this year, I think they make it out. I think they do, too. I think, well, honestly, JD, I think they're probably better than Memphis. And if they have like an actual rim protector, I think they beat Memphis. I really do. Uh, I, they they just got lucky with job not being able to score. But in all like, in all honesty, like Memphis, Memphis doesn't strike me as like that good, and they really haven't gotten much better. Like they're nah, they, and, losing Carl, losing Cal Anderson hurt and. They're not going to have Jaron Jackson for what? They're saying four to six months. Four months yeah. is October. There's no way Jaron Jackson is ready at the start of next season. 
I'm guessing he'll be back in what? February? If that, they've been super conservative with him his whole career. Like, he... That's just not good for him to be out for this length of time again. So I don't think... They might be a playing team next year, as crazy as it sounds. And... Nah, Minnesota will be for Biffis. But there's a chance because the rest of the West got better. You know, like... Not the Lakers. Well, not yet. (laughs) If they get Kyrie. But yeah, for the most part, a lot of them did. Well, like, like, so we assume Lakers. Will Dallas be, will Dallas be had off? Dallas. I I think we got to take out because look, we have to take Utah from out they see. Yes. I don't think Dallas will be as high. But. Denver, I think we agree. Denver and LAC, those two teams are the teams that are going to rise next year. Denver's Clippers definitely um, come up. You got, I say, Denver's Clippers, New Orleans, Golden State. We know that they solidified maybe one through six. I don't, like, those are the four out of the top six. Now, how the rest play out? I think Memphis still better than Minnesota and Utah. And we'll see what happens with Phoenix. Cause we'll Oh, I, I hope DeAndre Aiden leave. We'll talk about But I hope they bit. still suck too. We'll talk about them in a little bit. Um, I suppose we should talk about this go bear trade from the Utah side. Um <laughs> when are they gonna trade Mitchell? Because they, for some reason they can oh, do it now. I say the same thing, but I say the same thing. Can I give you my theory, JD? Can I remember when the Hornets didn't trade Kemba because they needed a representative at the all-star game? Mm -hmm. Do you remember where the all-star game is being hosted next season? In the worst city that they can. Well, they're not hosting it in uh, a, they're not hosting it in Cleveland. So no, that's that Cleveland even better than Utah. So I'm guessing they're not going to trade Mitchell till next offseason. But personally, I talked, texted with, texted Caleb about this. And we both agree, even though I don't think Utah will do it, they should just pull the band aid now. Just get off Mitchell, try to get this European kid. Like, or next year's draft is supposedly stacked. Like, there's this kid that's playing in the G League that was playing in the G League this year that's supposedly really good. And he's going to be playing in the G League again next year. There's these twins that are supposed these Thompson twins that I think are an overtime elite that are supposedly really good. So you have like a really good top four. I just don't understand why you don't go all out to tank next year. But hey, you know, that's just, you know, and shout out to Danny Ainge (laughs) because I blasted him. Me and Dylan blasted him for the entirety of the time we did the power hour for not making any trades. But when he, it's time to blow it up and it's time to take advantage of a team, nobody does it better than Danny Ainge. Nobody takes advantage of a team that's like, we need to get stars that maybe aren't the best than Danny Ainge because that Pierce Garnett trade, he just took full advantage of the Nets. And this Gobert trade, he just took full advantage of the Timberwolves. And it was... JD, he just pants the Timberwolves. I don't think that's really close. I think Danny Ainge did a good job on that trade. Yeah, um, he did great on that trade, but 
they suck. They still suck. Like, uh, look, I don't, I don't, I don't get why Patrick Beverly would play there. I don't get why Donovan Mitchell should stay there. Nah, I don't get why Malik Beasley should stay there. Like those three have solidified resumes already that they could contribute to a team, a playoff team at that. Vanderbilt, yeah, but he's still young, so they might give him a, you know, might give him a year to prove himself. But the other three, I see no reason why they're in Utah. If I'm Malik Beasley, I, I'm I'm pressing the button to get back to Denver. I'm pressing the button to get back to Denver. Patrick Beverly can go to maybe like eight or nine teams that that just would love his his tenacity. Like think about a team that just needs some attitude. He fit perfect. There. Imagine <laughs> imagine him coming off the bench with Jordan Poole. I'm just throwing something out there, but I'm just saying, like, can you imagine Drum Poole, who's a terrible defender, with somebody who who would just give his all for defense? Mm-hmm. You know? Um, Almost like they had that guy and let him go to the Trailblazers. Um, yeah, I, I, I agree. I agree. <laughs> but that's what, that's, that's what I'm saying. And then think of, like, um, Donovan Mitchell demanded to go play with another superstar. Like this one won't work, but just imagine he say, "Put me next to Bradley Beal." You, you, God. you, 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 you think they not gonna try to put him next to Bradley Beal? They get, they get, they get something out of that, uh, that trade. Or hey, send me to Miami. Miami Matador defense. Miami, imagine, <laughs> Miami is a team that'll make that push for them. Nah, JD, you know who I'm trying. If I'm the Jazz, you know who I'm trying to trade for. If I'm trying to trade Donovan Mitchell, you know who I. You know who I'm trying to trade for. I'm no, trying so. to trade for RJ Barrett. I'm like, hey, Nick. I, I knew you was gonna say New York. I I hate the thought of him going to New York. Hey, but I love the thought of RJ Barrett having his own team. Away from Tibbs, you know that's what I love. So let me have my dreams, um, JD. I'm sorry that we have to talk about this, but we do. Um, the Spurs trade Dejounte Murray to the Hawks for four first round picks and Danilo Gallinari. Danilo Gallinari was cut. Um, I don't believe any of these first round picks are protected, other than the 2023 first that um, was sent from Charlotte. So, JD. I think the Spurs are going full tank mode. You are a Spurs fan. What do you want to I'm not. No, I'm not. Not a Spurs fan anymore? Cut it off? Hey, Dunzo. I don't want to. I hate them. They they still had me with Kawhi, but with DeJounte, I'm I'm over it. I'm over it. Why are you over it? Stupid trade. Get John Collins to come over there with DeJounte. And y'all, and and you keep Vassell, Kelton Johnson, Yaka Purdue, and you work from there. What the hell was this about? Y'all just was in the play-in. You bring in John Collins, you make the playoffs. 
You make the playoffs. You better than Minnesota. You better you better than Utah. Hunter especially disagree on the Minnesota, but <laughs> I ain't gonna lie. The only reason why is because they got Rudy Gobert. I think they better because they get look, they don't got a bench anymore. The fact that they brought in Rudy Gobert, I think they could be better than Minnesota. Okay, but let's go go ahead and continue on your but even still rant. Even still. What the hell? I don't see no logic behind it. Outside of them wanting to get, uh, they say they didn't want DeJounte to waste his prime years. All right, cool, whatever. Well, why not try to build more around him? Because it's clear people want to play with him. It was many teams calling for him. But he chose Atlanta. All right, cool. For Atlanta, it's Three things I want to see for Atlanta. I do want to see them bring John Collins back. I think they will. I don't think they have any other I, forwards. <laughs> I, I, I want them to bring John Collins back. That's one. Two, I would love to see Trey Young actually be able to operate without the ball. And three, I want to see how they can make DeJounte, Trey, and DeAndre Hanna all fit together because I like the I like the possibility of Hanna being able to slash DeJounte being able to slash spot up whenever they need to Trey being able to play off the ball I like I like all of this I like what John Collins can add to that mix I like what we know Capella could do when he's healthy. I like what they, I like the potential, but I don't know if if it would be brought out. I'm not sold on that part yet. I think Murray's a step in the right direction for the Hawks. Um, he is certainly an upgrade over Danilo Gallinari, and I know Caleb will be very happy to hear that when he does. Um. I just don't know if Murray's the guy. Like, I love DeJounte Murray or JD, but I don't know if he's the guy I would have spent four first round picks on, you know, especially when like a guy like KD's out there, you know, trying yeah. to elevate your ceiling like that instead of like. Yeah, I but I mean, it's possible when we see that uh, Gobert getting first. Yeah. Uh, for first. So we know DeJounte got to be able to fall somewhere in that area. Oh, you're not wrong there. You're not wrong there. But also the Spurs got four first round picks and literally nothing else. They got salary cap relief and that's it. Because Gallinari's salary is only guaranteed like three million, I think. So once they cut him, they got a lot of salary cap room. And this is, I don't know what the Spurs are doing. I think they've kind of been rudderless really since the Kawhi trade. I understand that the Kawhi situation was weird and that, yeah, they weren't going to get a whole lot for Kawhi anyway, but Brandon Ingram was on the table. Why didn't they just trade for Brandon Ingram? Like, on, hindsight is twenty twenty, but <laughs> could you imagine this Spurs team? They had DeJounte already. Exactly. Could you imagine this Spurs team if they just traded for Ingram instead of DeMar DeRozan and Jakob Pertl? 
like they wouldn't be going through any of this right now. And I know Pop has like strict no Lakers trade rules, but I'd be poaching all the young guys off the Lakers if possible. I'd be trying to get Taylor Horton Tucker ASAP. Like, look at what all the Lakers young guys over the last half over the last six years have done. Like, you could argue the worst Lakers young guy has been D'Angelo Russell. (laughs) Okay, maybe not the worst, but one of the worst. Former All Star. I mean. Like I say Kuzma was worse just because uh, he hasn't made an all-star team but like, yet. But they, they all have been good. They all have been good. Yeah, they've all been impactful. Josh Hart has been like, you know, super. Well, that's been, a, that's been the worst. That's been the worst. Yeah, even like though that. he's been real good. But, like, think about it. Like, even their, like, late-round picks in those tanking years, right? Like, Josh Hart and Larry Nance, right? Like, those two guys are still really good players still, this far into their careers. So I would personally, uh, I'm Monday morning quarterbacking a move from four years ago, but I think pop at this point, they deserve it because they've dug themselves a hole that I don't think Devin Vassell and Kelton Johnson can dig them out of, you know? And I think both of those guys are really good, but I don't think either of them have superstar potential. I just don't. And I think you would agree with that, JD. I think both of those guys are really good players, Yeah, but and I think Lonnie Walker, I think they totally bungled the whole Lonnie Walker situation by drafting Vassell. They. Yeah. And I, I think they could have made that work, but I don't think they knew what the hell they was doing. I don't think so either. They, and they drafted another couple two guards <laughs> in this year's draft and Branham and um, Blake Wesley. Like, I just don't understand their direction. You know, if they get that first pick next year, that's great. But you only have a 14% chance of getting the first pick. It's not like it used to be. You know, it's not like if you tanked, you had a quarter of a chance to get the first pick. Now you're got a lower chance. So I don't get it. But I think the Hawks, JD, I think the Hawks next year will avoid the play-in. I think they're just going to be solid. I think it's going to be like the Pacers, Nate McMillan teams, where they're going to win like 50 games. They're going to probably lose in the first round, put up a good fight, and that'll be that. Yeah, I could, I could see that. Because literally, it's like the, the exact definition of like a Nate McMillan team, right? Like all the guys are, they have a superstar, right? They have a superstar, a guy. They Now, the difference between this Nate McMillan team and the Pacers Nate McMillan teams is that they have another star. Yeah. So they have two legit stars, man. Two legit stars, which is something that he never had in Indiana or Seattle or Port. Or I guess in Portland he had a few stars, but you know we all know the Portland thing was a little weird. So I will give him the chance to prove himself, but I just I don't see Murray pushing them over the finish line and being the guy that can get them to the finals. You know, like maybe make another conference finals. But, yeah, conference finals, but, but like. That's not uh, the East is going to be just as hard next year as it has been the last couple of years. Right. Like, yeah, Boston and Milwaukee are still going to be looming tough. You know, Chicago's going to get better next year. Probably. Yeah. We'll be healthy. Miami. Like, exactly. So like many, you got to you still got your legit Toronto. for Toronto, possibly uh, Philly. Like you, you, you can say you got. Sit solid team still there. Yeah. And all right, we go throw Atlanta in now, but can they push in? I feel like 
Toronto would be too long. The Bulls and everybody else just too talented. Like, I, I think outside of Toronto, simply just being super long and frustrating them everywhere, every every other team just got too much talent. For sure. Like, MB alone covers base for Atlanta entire starting five. And even with the 75% James Harden, that's, that's still, like, better than everybody not named Trey Young and DeJounte Murray. For so, sure. and then bringing in, um, they so for some reason they were going to do this, but they didn't, and they didn't trade Thibault. So now you can put Thibault next to PJ Tucker. I like that, but if they still trade for Eric Gordon, then they said they traded Thibault, but I don't know. <laughs> I say try to get Eric Gordon on the buyout. But yeah, the besides all of that, he's still very tough. I don't think that pushes them to the next tier of good great East teams. But I think it separates them from saying, all right, they got a chance to now we they a playoff team for sure. I will say we didn't talk about this yet. They did trade Kevin Herter to Sacramento. Um, for Justin Holiday and Mo Harkless, and Mo Harkless probably isn't going to play. Although knowing Nate McMillan, he might. <laughs> but Justin Holiday will play, and I love the Justin Holiday pickup. For I love Justin Holiday. He is such a good player, and he turned himself into such a great shooter that three and D guy, three like a true three and D guy that you can play in today's NBA. Those are so hard to find. So. I think Atlanta's defensive ceiling gets a lot higher with Murray and Holiday. And if Hunter, you know, can stay healthy next year, if Collins can take another step forward on defense, they might have a, you know, they might have the formula, but we'll see. JD, um, another trade that you've been laughing at a team for, the Malcolm Brogdon trade. Celtics receive Malcolm Brogdon. The Pacers receive Not Aaron Neesmith, Daniel Tice, Nick Stauskas, Malik Fitz, who? And Jawan Morgan. Who? And <laughs> a 2023 first round pick. Um, you're right. It was nothing. JD, I forgot that. I forgot Nick Stauskas was in the league. He uh, he was in a couple games when the Celtics were in blowouts, which there was a lot of blowouts this playoffs. The playoffs kind of sucked. Really, um, I, I forgot, bro. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not joking. I'm not playing. I know you're not because you probably tuned out at the end of those games. I was like, oh hey, look, it's Nick Stauskas. JD. Um. I'd rather see Jimmer for that. <laughs> Before we laugh at the Pacers, I feel like the Celtics just got a lot better at that third guard spot. Or if you want to say he's their second guard. But having Derek White, Marcus Smart, and Malcolm Brogdon as your three guards, I think that's a lo- like hard to find three guards better than that, not named Steph, Clay, and Poole. Yeah. I think that's – and I think they just made themselves the favorites in the East again. Oh, and they also added Danilo Gallinari, but I personally don't care about that as much. Oh, wait, 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 wait. I know I know three other guards that I think. Might oh, be okay. Better. Zach Damar and Lonzo. Yeah, and I got another three. <laughs> okay, who? But they out west though. Who's that? Um PG Wall and Jackson. 
<laughs> I'll take the Celtics guys, but hey, you know. No, no, nobody, nobody better than Paul George. I'll take you. But JD, I I do feel like Malcolm Brogdon is exactly what the Celtics were missing in the playoffs. Absolutely. And I Absolutely. feel like I feel like they're favorites in the East again. He he could do everything like He's the perfect balance of what they need for Marcus Smart. He's the perfect balance. Now Marcus Smart can literally just be Marcus Smart. Derek White can literally just be Derek White. They don't have to try to balance each other out or do what the other one not doing. Malcolm Brogdon is the perfect balance. He don't got to come give you 20 and 7. He can literally come and just be 16 and 5. But efficient. And one thing I love is that Pacers fans was trade Malcolm Brown, he's this, he that. Now they trade him, man. We didn't get nothing for him. He was borderline an all-star. He was this, he was that. Y'all got what y'all deserve. Y'all treated him like he was nothing. And what did y'all receive? Nothing. Perfect. I love the karma. I hate that front office over there. I hate Pacers fans. Um, Y'all getting what y'all deserve. Y'all always trashing people for wanting to lead that terrible organization. And now y'all got people who going to do the same thing. I I will guarantee you Daniel Tice lead. Well, why would you want Daniel Tice to say is the question. Um, They don't got nobody anyway. Well, they're probably going to try to tank again this year, J.D., I, is the implication. I'm. They should. And guess what? I hope Tyrese Hallenburn leaves too. <laughs> That's too far. I'm I'm taking it. There. I hope Hallenburn leaves. That is too far. But yeah, I'm not gonna add anything about the Pacers because I'm just gonna I'm gonna let what you say stand as the as the record for this podcast. But Brogdon had a tumultuous time here. I was surprised how hated he was by the Pacers fans. <laughs> And I was too. <laughs> honestly, I did not see that coming when all of a sudden, like Pacers fans just hated him one day. But hey, you know, now he's on the greener pastures, quite literally. I didn't even mean to make that pun. Um, we're going to see how they do next year. Now they just have a lot of guard depth. And if one of them gets hurt, you know, they'll have two, three. They have three starting guards in their rotation, which is something a lot of teams can't say, except the teams you mentioned. So um, we got to talk about Jalen Brunson. Even though this isn't technically official yet, Jalen Brunson is going to be a member of the New York Knicks at some point. The question is when. Um, (laughs) Man. The question is why. Like, I'm I'm sorry. A lot of players have come out, because I think a lot of the players have seen... You know, like, oh, Jalen Brunson isn't that good. Jalen Brunson isn't that good. There's been a couple of players that have come out like, no, Jalen Brunson's a bucket. I think Mikhail Bridges said that. Mikhail Bridges also has a vested interest in this, as seeing as Mikhail Bridges was a college teammate, college teammate. of Jalen Brunson's. So, listen, I just, I, it's so confusing. And it's so Knicks, too, because they fucking hired Leon Rose, whose first client was Rick Brunson who um, who's on the Knicks coaching staff, who <laughs> everyone knew he was going to the Knicks for weeks, months. 
I mean, it's been a while since we've known he was. We knew he was going to the Knicks since the first round, probably. Right. I don't think it's been. I don't think anyone's surprised that he's going to the Knicks. Like, I think everyone kind of saw this coming. Yeah. It's just like, why? Why are you selling your soul to give Jalen Brunson a hundred million dollars? Like he's good. <laughs> he's good. I would give him like, <laughs> I would go out on a limb and say, here's, you know, $80 million. Go knock yourself out, Jalen. Like $80 million <laughs> is still a good amount of money for a starting point guard. Right. I would, he's not better than Malcolm Brogdon. He's not, he's not better. Bro. I don't think he's better than Derek white. I don't think, listen, listen. Oh my gosh. I'm so glad I'm finally talking to somebody who see what I've been saying. Let me say this. This guy, right. This guy named Jalen Bronson, right. He had a nice series versus Utah, right? Nice series versus Utah. But what the hell else have we saw this guy do? Like, don't get me wrong. Jalen Brunson's solid. He's too small, and we saw that be used against him. I have never saw somebody named Jalen Brunson who was on the Dallas Mavericks show he was worth $100 million. But it's so on brand for the Knicks to do it. And then they they did it while tampering. And he's not even officially on the team, which further go on to show the Knicks is stupid. Like, oh, my gosh. Like, it's the biggest joke. And it's the worst offseason move outside of the Rudy Gobert stuff that could have possibly happened just because of how dumb it is. Not only do you overpay for a guy who still won't make you help you make the playoffs, but you you tampered your way into doing it. Like, oh, my gosh. It couldn't have got any worse for them. And to go off of our discussion earlier, we can't pay guys off of what they did against Utah in the playoffs. We just, we can't do that. Here's, let's just take a little trip down memory lane, shall we? Let's go to the first round last year against Memphis. This player, I want you to guess this player, JD. This player averaged 26 points a game on 51% shooting, 40% versus Memphis. Yeah, this is Memphis against Utah. Okay. This is Memphis against Utah. This is a Memphis player. He averaged 26 points a game on 51% from the field, 40% from three, 80% from the free throw line. Who averaged those numbers? It was not Ja Morant. I was about to say, it wasn't Ja. You're not finna tell me my little bro Tyus Jones did It was not Tyus Jones. Okay, good. Um... The guy recently traded to Philly? No. Okay, so one day at the email. I'll give you a hint. This guy likes the foul. Dylan Brooks? Dylan Brooks. Could you imagine giving Dylan Brooks $100 million based on how he played against Utah? Jeez. Yes, and that's the point. You can't pay guys off of how they do against the freaking Jazz because it's not... And then... Jalen Bronson went missing the rest of the playoffs. Exactly. I'm sorry. Exactly. He, he didn't do 
Who who did they go against the second round? Who did Dallas go against the second round? The Phoenix. He was a no show. I'm gonna look up his stats real quick. He was a no show versus Phoenix. He was a no show versus Golden State. So against against Phoenix, he averaged so against Utah, right? Twenty eight points a game, five rebounds, four assists. Pretty good. He had that forty point game against against Phoenix. He went down to 19 points a game on 45% shooting, 25% from three, four and a half rebounds, three assists. He bounced back a little bit, air quotes around a little bit, because he started making a little bit of his threes in the Golden State series. But the point is, yeah, this isn't a guy, right? Especially on a team where you have two guys that are going to want to dribble the ball, right? that I would pay a hundred million dollars to a point guard for. I wouldn't pay. Like, I'm sorry. I would just go out and trade for Malcolm Brogdon. Right. I would just like, if that's what all the Pacers got from Malcolm Brogdon, why don't you just trade? Like, I don't know, Alec Burks and Nerlens Noel for Malcolm Brogdon. It just makes more sense. Yeah. Like I, I just, <laughs> it literally is just dumbfounding, especially since we, uh, we both agree. We're just going to name some players that are better than Jalen Brunson, okay? I think... Ricky Rubio is better than Jalen Brunson. Okay, let's not go that far. <laughs> Ricky Rubio is better. He's coming off an ACL tear. Let's not go that far, G. Colin, Colin Sexton is better. Colin Sexton is way better. But he's coming off ACL tear. Ha ha. But... I, I got think, you. I think if we... They both better. They both they're, better. They're both... <laughs> They both they both contribute to win uh, in different ways better than him. Like, listen, we can say everywhere Ricky Rubio has been, he has not only produced, but also been part of playoff great playoff series. When 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 OKC got put out by um, Utah, that wasn't just Donovan Mitchell, Ricky Rubio. Had some great games that series, and also, 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 I think you'll remember this. And if he didn't get hurt last year, Cleveland make the playoffs. Do you remember how much uh, Jalen Brunson played in Game Seven last year? Um, I remember versus Phoenix, right? I, no, versus the Clippers. Oh, you said last year. I thought you was meaning this last no. season. Um, versus the Clippers. Let just me how much see. he played. Not like any other stats, just how much he played. I don't remember him on the court. He played 10 minutes. That's why you don't remember him on the court. How does he go from 10 minutes in a game seven for their lives one year to 100 million the next? And I'm the Dallas run last this year was like the Atlanta run last year to me. Yeah, is fluky in a lot of ways. I don't think John. I think John Collins is a lot better than Jalen Brunson. Yeah, and it's man. I just—it's a joke. I don't understand them. I they're just impossible to understand. Like they were doing such good moves too. Like they, I love the way they handled last off season. Like the Fournier thing wasn't great. Taking a shot on Kemba. Yeah, I can get with that. You know, you're just taking a shot on him. You know, what's the harm in that? Like, and they got off of that pretty easy, you know, it's a joke. Like it's just like, 
DeAndre Jordan just signing with Denver. Why? Why is these that's teams a, doing doing this to themselves? That's a bad why they, one. Why are they doing that to themselves? Denver should have just brought back Boogie. But anyway. Okay. Jalen Bronson is not worth $100 million. They just completed the deal. Um, Like, come on now. Four years, $100 million. I wouldn't pay this guy $20 million a year. Yeah. I would not pay him $20 million a year. He's not... This see, and this is what's pissing me off. Like, I love that a lot of these people getting their money, but let's just be real. If you're not borderline all star, you don't deserve 20 million a year. Like, the superstars right now make it 30 plus, right? I mean, some of the superstars are making almost 50. Yeah, they are. And some of them don't deserve it, Damian Lillard. Um, well, I'll give, I'll rip into the guy I don't think deserves it, but, but let's... E- e- even still, like, can you make an all-star team before, like, can can that become a thing where you at least make an all-star team or win rookie of the year, six man of the year? Like, what can you do to prove you worth $20 million? Because, I'm sorry, torching a a non-defensive Dallas team, I mean Utah team, is not impressive. Because when Luka needed you most, you was not there. I, did I open your eyes to that Dylan Brooks thing? I think that's my like, biggest... Like, yeah, like, like even then, I still think Dylan Brooks more valuable than Jalen Brunson. Oh, for sure, but that's because he's a better basketball player than Jalen Brunson. Like, overall basketball player. Like, uh, like I, 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 Jalen Bronson don't pop up in top 10 starting point guards. He, he doesn't. Agreed. Agreed. On that note, we have a, a other stuff to talk about, so let's go ahead and move on. Um, there's a lot of guys that signed big extensions. Um, we're not going to spend a whole lot of time on a lot of them. Um, Nikola Jokic signed a massive extension, biggest in NBA history. Big money Yoke. Big money Jokic. Devin Booker signed a big extension cover of NBA 2K23. Good for him. John Morant, Darius Garland got the extensions I I expected for both of them. Bradley Beal. This is the guy I want to spend time talking about. Um, Max extension. And, Max five-year extension with a full no-trade clause. Zion. Time out, time out, time out. So Bradley Beal is your guy? Bradley Beal is my guy. I want to spend time talking about him, but I want to talk about, I just want to mention Zion's extension real quick. All right, you you take Beal. I want Damian Lillard. We're, I want to save Dame for when we talk about the whole Blazers offseason because we haven't really had a chance to talk about it. So, because they did a lot of just nothing. I want to save Dame for later, if that's okay. So as long as I get to go in, yes, you'll get to go in on Dame. Um, Zion signed a mass max extension as well, and he's looking in great shape, by the way. I don't know if you've seen the videos of him, he looks great. Um, it sounds like there's some injury protections in there for Zion, so if he sounds like it's the same as Embiid's contract, so if he gets hurt, you know, he'll have the Pelicans will have the same protections Philadelphia has. Good for them. Bradley Beal, this is not anything against you, sir. Go, you are a get your bag all star, the likes of which we haven't seen since Carmelo Anthony. Okay, um, I have no ill will or resentment towards you. You get your money. You, you know, your kids will never have to worry about anything ever again, and they will be set for generations to come. 
My beef is with the Washington Wizards. Why are you giving this man a full no trade clause? Why? He is on a list. Did you see the list of the guys with full no trade clauses? Yeah. I'm going to pull it up because it was astonishing. It was like (laughs) the other nine guys to have full no trade clauses. Okay. LeBron James. Okay. Maybe the what? Considered by some the best player of all time. Considered by some second best, whatever. Splitting hair. Top top three all time. Yes. Kevin Garnett. Hall of Famer. Carmelo Anthony, Hall of Famer. Kobe Bryant, Hall of Famer, top 10 player of all time. Dirk Nowitzki, Dwayne Wade, Tim Duncan, David Robinson, John Stockton, all Hall of Famers. Okay. Bradley Beal. I like Bradley Beal a lot. He is not a Hall of Famer. I would say, even with how light the light, with how easy it is to get into the Basketball Hall of Fame, I would not have him getting into the Hall of Fame. Like, he's made what? How many All Star games? He's made how many All-NBA all teams? And you, Washington, you're just throwing away your future to just lock in this guy who he's he's really good, but it's not like, you know, you're locking in. It's not like you're locking in Dirk Nowitzki. You know, it's not like you're locking in Tim Duncan. You're not locking in, you know, an esteemed face of the franchise. You know, it's, it's just bad business. <laughs> and the Wizards aren't in a position where they can be like, okay, you know, Brad, you've given us so much. Now it's time for us to reward you because let's face it. What has Bradley Beal done? What has Bradley Beal done? He hasn't like when he's been like by around himself, at his best. When he's been without John Wall, he's barely making the playoffs. He's barely made the playoffs once. And that was with Russ going on an absolute tear at the end of the 2021 season. Yeah. Right. That was it. So miss me to use a Bryce Shaddy term. Miss me on this giant ass extension for Bradley Beal. Holy shit, dude. Like the Wizards, they're paying Chris Asperzingis a ton of money. They're paying Bradley Beal even more money. Like, what are you doing? Do you think that your fans are stupid? Do you just like think, hey, our fans are just going to be fine with getting the 11th seed every year? not having a chance to get a superstar because that's the only way you can get back in the game now is look at who was a team that was in the mud. Look at the, look at the Cavs after LeBron left the last time, right? All they had was that eighth pick. Okay. That was literally it. They turned that into Colin Sexton. They draft Garland. They get, um, they get Mobley. They trade for Allen. Look at where they are now. You know, they're in a lot better spot than they were a couple of years ago. Absolutely. A lot better spot. And they're not in that position if they, you know, if they go out in free agency and they overpay for, I don't even know who would have been a free agent that year, but let's just say, let's just say Kemba Walker is a free agent that year. They go out and they overpay for Kemba Walker, get his all NBA season. They finished 38 and 44, you know, <laughs> it's just not the same. And that's what the wizards are signing themselves up for. And it's, I just don't know why they're doing this to themselves. JD. It's just, it's, it's so fucking confusing. Yeah, I honestly can't respond to that because it don't make sense to me either, but <sighs> can't put logic with these NBA teams, man. I think that's the one thing we can't do. Like, none of this stuff is really logical anymore. It's just 
all right, we don't want him to go nowhere else. So nowhere else. So we're gonna overpay him to stay here. We won't win the championship, but we'll we'll keep him here because we go pay him. Like that, that's the only thing I could think of. But it just is again, it's just something I wouldn't do, but you know, that's why they haven't given me the keys to the NBA franchise yet, I suppose. Um <sighs> We already talked about Sexton a little. Let's go ahead and move on to talk about Aiton. Um, it's weird that he hasn't signed a contract yet. Um, I don't know why. I saw a report, like, I think right before we started recording that the Spurs and the Pacers are not going after Aiton yet because they're trying to be a third team for a KD trade to dump, like, picks and assets onto. But it's like... I don't know. I just I feel like the Pacers should just go get Aiden, right? I don't. I feel like they have nothing to lose. The Suns, more Detroit. I don't think that. I think the Pistons really like that kid they got at thirteen, Duran. I think yeah, I do too. I think they're gonna go with him at the center of the future. Otherwise, I think Detroit would be a great spot for Aiden. I think they would have been a great spot for either of those guys if they didn't draft the way they did. Um, but JD, I just I feel like Aiden. There's something there to work with. I just don't think Monty Williams and Chris Paul were the people to bring it out of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I could see that. I think, I think with Aiden, people want to give him an opportunity. But then you also got to think like he was a complete no show. He so was. It's, it's it's hard to be asking for a hundred plus million when like I, I, I went to the barbershop, right? Mm-hmm. And when I was in there, they say DeAndre ain't Ain't get picked up. He deserved to be picked up. I said, why would you pay him a hundred million dollars? He say, Where's the third option? Uh we gotta put some of that blame on David Book and Chris Paul. I say, yeah. But they also both scored double the points that he did. Like I, I, I'm sorry. Versus a team who didn't play a seven-footer, DeAndre Aiden should have dominated. And he didn't. And they lost. Now, some people say Phoenix didn't use them right and this, this, and that. But the year that they made it to the finals, they didn't really change their game plan. They played the same way. So we gonna say it worked one year for him, but the next year it don't. So that means this should have been a problem the year before, right? I'm sorry, I don't think he's worth a hundred million. Make him, I say, pay him a decent amount, and I show me what you got for net, like for the future. But I can't just be sold on the fact that. You 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 saying that you're gonna be better since you're not with Chris Paul and Book. 
Because the only thing we know is that you actually played good with them. But I'm sorry. I've been saying this and I said again, I don't think he's a top five center. So I'm not paying him a hundred plus million dollars. It's top five center's not making a hundred plus million dollars. Yeah. Like, like I'm sorry, but anytime Rudy Gobert put up better numbers than you, you have no, no way. To say that you worth a hundred million, when everybody talks about Gobert not being worth that, but if he put up better numbers than you, you shouldn't even open your mouth and ask for that. Damn, harsh, harsh but fair from JD Hall. Um, let's rip into the Trailblazers real quick, and then rapid fire through the last couple topics I have on the sheet here, JD. The Blazers just basically paid to bring back the same team, um, bring back Simons on four for 100, bring back Nurkic on four for 70, trade for Jeremy Grant. Basically, their big move of the offseason traded a first-round pick for him. Um, I like that. Signed Damian Lillard to a two-year $122 million extension, which gets tacked on, which means he'll be getting paid through the 2026 season. Stupid. J.D., Explain why you don't like these moves for the Portland Trailblazers. Okay, so let me say this. I love the Jeremy Grant pickup. I love picking up um, Gary Payne. Yes, I forgot to mention Gary Payton. That is a good signing. I like that. But let me say this. Everybody know I've, I've been big on Anthony Simons, but I'm sorry. A hundred million... A hundred damn it's like a hundred million is just being throughout. I wish I could play basketball and grow like well, I'm decent, but let me if I could grow to six feet and get in shape, I guarantee you I'll make a hundred million. Cause I'm sorry. But Jalen Bronson and Anthony Simons has not proven to be worth a hundred million dollars. Granted. Anthony Simons finally did get a shot to just play last year. And he did good. But a half a season without the best player gonna walk me into a hundred million dollars. I don't think I don't I don't like it. So I'm expecting, look, these guys have been paid a hundred million. They at least better, they gotta average at least 22 points. Did CJ McCollum ever make a hundred million dollars on the contract with Portland? He's, he's making a hundred million. The contract he's on right now. Yeah, he just started. And I he's think on that's, a massive contract right now. I think. Yeah, and that was his last signing, right? But CJ McCollum had to put in more years of work to get to that. We cannot. And then this. Like, I don't want to keep going in on Simons because I'm glad he finally getting an opportunity. But to be paying, getting paid $100 million, high expectations. Now, Damian Lillard, let me say this. I've been saying free Dame for the longest. Dame don't want to be free. That's first of all. Second of all, let me just put this out there. Damian Lillard is not a playoff performer. He's a one-round performer. I'm not paying this guy $61 million. Well, breaking the, you know, the extension in the two years. 
61 million for two years. That's the average, right? Mm-hmm. Two year, 122. And he only going to guarantee me one good first round. He It's not like he just go out and he put up 40, 35, 40 every playoff round. His best times in the playoff be the first round and C.J. McCullough be, be the best player after those series. He'll give you a game in those series. But come on now. I didn't gave the history multiple times on what he does in the playoffs. The first time they played, uh, they when they put out OKC, great, great, great series, right? Mm-hmm. Where was he at versus Denver? It took four overtimes for him to reach 30 points. <laughs> four overtimes to reach 30 points. He averaged 30 versus OKC. So you want specifics? Because I have it in front of me. All right. All right. So 33 points against OKC on 46, 48, 85 splits. Against Denver, 25 points a game on 41, 29, 80 splits. That 48 to 29 is a pretty... Whoop. And, and, and this is another thing. Then they went up against Golden State, who he was swept by. You know, every time he go against Golden State, he gets swept. Oh, every wanna, time. You know even, the year, even the year when Steph missed games and came back, Steph swept him. Now, there was one year where they took a game off of Golden State, sir. There was one year. 2016. What, what, 16. That's the. Let me see. I, I ain't talking about that year. Then. I ain't talking about that year. I ain't talking about that year. So I'm you're talking, talking about, about the years I'm where they about, had Kevin I'm Durant. The, I'm talking about the Chinese year. The Chinese year. Uh, well, that could have been 16. That could have been 16. 15 or 16. It don't matter. It don't matter. Steph did miss a game in 2016. That's even, even still. I say Steph swept him. Steph missed game one. He played game two through five. He sweep him. Damian Lillard keep getting swept by Steph Curry. Steph didn't play until game four. It doesn't look like of this series. Oh, my gosh. That's even worse. No, wait. Did Steph even play at all in this series? Steph definitely played that series. He only played game five. That's incredible. So now you tell... So that's that's worse. That's more damning. That's more damning. And now look, they couldn't beat Sean Livingston. (laughs) Now, 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 look. The following, the following year after the OKC year is what year? Twenty nineteen. Twenty twenty, the bubble year. Not uh, yeah, twenty twenty, the bubble year. Okay, he had a great game one. Then he got hurt. Whatever. They go against Denver recently, right? He lit Denver up in what, one game? That's where his numbers came from, and they still lost. Tell me a time where Damian Lillard sustained greatness throughout the playoffs. You can't fall from 33 to 25. You got you to at least still average 27. 
Can I can I say something though, JD? I think the real problem with Dame has just been that while he's been great on offense, the effort he doesn't try on defense, right? And he's they so he talk, should have more energy for offense. They don't talk about well, exactly. They don't talk about him like they do like Harden or Russell Westbrook, right? But he gets like he definitely gets away with it more than those guys do because he can be a real turnstile on that end. He doesn't really fight over screens like that. And when your leader isn't fighting over screens, why should you fight over screens? You know, and they definitely didn't have like a whole lot of great defensive personnel, but look at the Warriors. Like, yeah, they had a lot of better defensive personnel, but I'm not convinced if you threw Draymond on the Trailblazers all these years, they're like some defensive juggernaut. Like... But the thing is, when we talk about a Steph Curry, Westbrook, Harden, guys not known as great defenders, you know what all of them have in common? They, they all can. They all have at least average two steals. Not Damian Lillard. Dame can't even play the passing lane. Dame. Look, I'm just saying, I don't want to keep going in on the type of players. I think he's a phenomenal player, but he's for not sure. a playoff. He's not a playoff performer. Dame time exists for a game that doesn't exist for the playoffs. I, w- I will say, though, JD, I think you and I talked about this on a pod, but I do think it bears repeating. Dame is the actual guy who revolutionized the point guard position. Because he brought the pull-up shooting and the pick-and-roll element that people think Steph brought. He's the guy that all the new guys play like. He's the guy that Darius Garland plays like. He's the guy that Trey Young plays like. He's the guy that all the point guards coming in that are pulling up like this. He's the guy they're playing like. Not Steph to me. And I think they're doing it better. Steph, Steph, Steph was doing it first and more efficient. But Steph, but he Steph didn't only do that. That is what Dane just but does. I, I'm saying like, yeah, those guys aren't doing what Steph. They're those guys are doing more of a Dame impression. Yeah, Dame because Dame do that way much more than what Steph did. Steph was just so efficient. Doing Dame it. is like an actual point guard. You know, Dame is a point guard. Like I don't think there's any disputing that. Like I think he has a lot of good point guard instincts. It just you know. He has a lot of bad point guard instincts sometimes too. It happens, you know, when, when you have the ball that much. But I just, I just don't see how a guy who only gives me a good first, a good round in the playoffs is about to be making sixty-one million a, a year on average. I'm especially, sorry. especially since he's older, right? Like Bradley Beal. For all the hate I was giving that contract, Bradley Beal is a couple of years younger. Than he is. Bradley Beal is what, 29? Yeah, he's Bra- he about to enter 30. Dame is about to turn 32 in literally like, three days. Like, like you, like, if this is somebody who was an MVP at some point that won something, accomplished something, you could, you could sell me to an extent. Like, if you told me, okay, this about to, this about to sound bad, but let me say this. If Kyrie Irving walked in and said, 
if I play 82 games, but I want to be paid the way Damian Lillard is, mm-hmm. would you do it? No. Why? Why? <laughs> now, 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 look, 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 because this is this is this. He can use this as his argument. What has Dame done? I haven't done. But what have I done that Dame haven't done? Well, I can point to a couple things Cat. that you've done, Kyrie, that Dame hasn't but, done. I'm talking about on court. Like we could say, Carrie shows up more than Dame. We I can mean, argue that. You can also, legit argue that. Also, and he's a champion. Okay. okay. And hit the big, the greatest shot in the finals. Okay. I think you can. He can legit have an argument. But I could say, like, what have you done with like? What have you done without LeBron, right? And I can just point to look at what you did when you had your own team, right? On the Celtics team, when he's yeah. like, "Oh, look, I yeah. could, I could shut down Giannis, right?" Remember when he thought he could do that. Remember? Yeah, I could point to a lot of stuff. I think it's different. Like, okay, yeah, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. As far as look, I'm not saying. Here's one. Here's one. Hit, hit, me, hit me out. I'm not saying that Kyrie has been perfect. I'm saying. We just take what we know that they bring to the table. Just pure what they bring to the table, what what they accomplish, what they have. Kyrie can legit say he has done more than Damian Lillard. And we know we will never pay Kyrie like that. So why would you pay Damian Lillard? Here's oh, and you know what? We're talking about this. And we didn't have this in the show sheet because it didn't happen yet when we were, when I was making the agenda. James Harden took a fifteen million dollars. So, JD, would you rather have Damian Lillard making sixty million dollars or James Harden making thirty two million dollars? Harden. And I, I don't. I, I could would pay. Agree. I could pay somebody else. Bring in more help. Dame want more help, but he won't give up nothing. But JD, he's not running from the grind. Yeah, and you can use that same weak ass thing, but you ain't never like, oh my gosh, you only have one great round. You can't be talk talking about this grind when you only grind for one round. Like, I don't want to say it like that. No, that's that's disrespectful. But you're only great for one round. Like, regardless, like when he said Paul George keeps switching teams and running from the grind, Paul George has had multiple great series within the playoffs. Mm-hmm. He had, a, we could say Paul George last playoffs was better than every run that, um, than Damian Lillard ever had. And we watched him at CLA playing at the one and the two. Also on his on his own team. Also, I think he's kind of reflecting on his own like I'm trying to find the right way I want to say this. Because he absolutely should have I think the Pacers and the Trailblazers are um bad at some of the same stuff, I'll just say. And I think they should have probably had the same exit strategy. And Dame was like, no, my whole brand. I think the problem is that Dame I think he wants problem. to be seen as being loyal and well, stick it to the grind and all this snap. But it's a difference. Like Damian Damian Lillard ain't taking no pay cuts. We saw Steph Curry take pay cuts. We saw we saw Steph take a pay cut for Draymond and Clay to get paid. 
the problem is, is that he branded himself like this and now he's just backed himself into a corner where if he leaves, everyone's going to point him out for being a hypocrite and frankly, rightfully so, you know, but, like, but then again, can we say, can we say a guy like Jimmy Butler ain't loyal? And no, he's, he's been on, and he's been on multiple teams. He's been, he's done it differently. I think there's like different, like, okay. We would agree. Katie has definitely, most definitely not been loyal. Right. I think. Oh, Katie have it. He ran to the enemy. <laughs> he has a hundred percent not been loyal, but I, I think, you know, but Dame calling people disloyal mm-hmm. because they went to different teams. I don't think that's necessarily true because at the same time, if these t- p- companies not being loyal to you, that don't mean you're disloyal. Because we got to remember, Paul George begged for people to come to Indiana. Mm-hmm. Indiana didn't want to pay nobody. Paul George requested a trade. When Paul George left OKC, him and Westbrook had a conversation. He was loyal to who he needed to be loyal to. It's not as if He's running from the grind because everywhere Paul George has been, he has granted and did all that he could do. Paul George, when he requested to leave OKC, was the best Paul George we had ever seen. How was that running from a grind? And he was the one. And that's another thing. He was the one giving Dame work. Paul George was killing OK, uh, killing Portland. And he had two bad shoulders. Let's not act like. It was Paul George as the reason why Damian Lillard and Portland beat them. Mm-hmm. Let's not act like that because Paul George was the best player without shoulders. Let's not do, and that's what I'm saying. He he, you running from the grind. So can we say a guy like Jimmy Butler ran from the grind? No. When when when, when Jimmy Butler has been on. Chicago. Okay, let's compare Chicago to Indiana, Minnesota to Oklahoma uh, City, o- Oklahoma City, Philly to the Clippers, Miami. He's been on more teams than Paul George, and you won't hear nobody call Jimmy Butler disloyal or say he's running from the grind. So how can you put that on somebody because he switched teams? And this is what he said. Keep switching teams, running from the grind. Jimmy Butler has switched more teams, and we know he ain't running from the grind. We people call him the most loyal teammate you ever have, and we heard that from every team. Andrew Wiggins still likes Jimmy Butler, a guy that everybody thought he was going at. You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. you can't, you can't put this type of energy out there. Because you're going about it different. And when actuality, they plan is smarter than you. Yeah, it looked good. It looked good for you on the money side. But they, they ain't broke either. They eating too. But they also put themselves in situations to be successful. Dame, you not being successful over there. Like, you're going to be known. You're not even going to be known as the greatest point guard to never win a championship. So at least put yourself in that conversation. Mm-hmm. You're not even going to be known. Right now, You, I'll still take John Stockton and Steve Nash over there as guys who never won a championship. And this is not the way I'm being loyal to the grind. You should at least be, be better than them. <laughs> 
That's all I'm saying. So for a guy, this is your the persona you putting off. You finna be making buku money. Take them back to the uh, Western Conference Finals. Like, look, forget, forget winning. We can always say the KD people, KD teams, stop people from winning or whatever. The time that they ran into y'all without KD, they still swept y'all, and y'all was up by fifteen in every game. So, take this, take your team. You're not running from the grind. Take your team back to the Western Conference Finals. That that's all he gotta do, or win MVP one of these years. Do something, do do something. And that's probably not gonna happen, seeing as he's gonna be turning thirty two, and we know point guards sometimes can fall off quick. Um, I don't want to add anything to that because that was beautiful. Um, I don't want to. I don't, JD. I think we've gone a little too long, so let's go really quick through these. What teams' moves did you like? I'll start with this one. I really liked what Denver did. I really liked how they addressed their team needs. I was telling you, right? It was disgraceful their perimeter defense. Who they add? KCP and KCP. Yeah. And Bruce Brown. I thought those two moves in and of themselves were great. I like the way they handled their draft. Um, Ish Smith, you know, I hope he plays so he breaks the record for most teams played for. I just want him to play one game. That's all he needs to play. And then, you know, cut him, whatever. I don't care. But in all seriousness, I really like the Nuggets moves this offseason. Um, DeAndre Jordan, I don't care, you know, <laughs> but, you know, addressing the guard room, that's they did what they needed to do. JD, whose moves did you like from this offseason that we haven't talked about? Um, The Bulls and the, Bulls the Clippers. Is a good one. The Bulls and the Clippers. The Bulls and the Clippers are a good one. Clippers and, just and added John Wall. We talked about Boston. We talked about Boston. So Bulls, Clippers, um, yeah, they'll make for the most part. I liked what the Lakers did. I'll say that. I mean, I know I like the, a lot of their moves are on the margins. I like getting Thomas Bryant on a minimum. I like getting Juan Toscano Anderson, Lonnie Walker, you know, Damian Jones. Those are just the kind of guys you need to get, you know, if you're in a spot like the Lakers are. So I really like those from the uh, – from the Lakers, um, the Bulls is a good one because I like Drummond for them. I want them to add another forward. That's really what I want. And there's a couple still out there. Yeah, yeah. And I think that that's really what they need. But I thought I think that they've had a good offseason so far. I really like Drummond backing up Booch. Um, JD, who's a team that moves you did not like that are not the Minnesota Timberwolves or the Portland Trailblazers? <laughs> Um, the Utah Jazz. Um, Fair. Uh, I I, I kind of didn't like. Um, what's their name? Oh, and I hated the Spurs. Yeah. As far as other teams, the Knicks. And it, I don't think it's been that much rumbling. Oh. I can't say this. I kind of like Sacramento moves. That's fair. I like them bringing in um, Herder. Herder's a good move for sure. I like a guy like him around um, um, Sabonis and 
And De'Aaron, I think, is pretty solid. And you see, they also went and got Malik Monk. I would, I, I want to see Monk and De'Aaron together again. That'll be a fun combination. Oh, that'll be a blast. Um, I didn't really care for the Sixers. I liked Melton. Um, I think Melton was a typical Daryl Morey trade, like back from like the old Rockets days. Yeah, you know, trading Danny Green for Melton. Like that's like a guy he would trade for ten times out of ten, like back in the old Rockets days. Um, but House, you know, hasn't really been a guy since he was in Houston the first time. And then Tucker, you know, I just don't like that contract that long for a guy that old. Like <laughs> he just bring in Houston. It's the Houston seventy sisters. And Eric Gordon, you know, I liked Eric Gordon, but not for a first round pick. You know, it might be a little too. So he did pull the trade off. No, I think it's gonna it's gonna happen. I don't know when. Maybe in the regular season, but and he's trading Thibault, and I think that's so stupid. It probably is, but you know, if Doc's not gonna play him, then what's the point? But and then JD, what's a team that you think hasn't done enough? I'll start with this one. Um, and they were kind of put in a corner, so I'll maybe give them like a little bit of a pass. The Hornets have literally done nothing. Yeah. Um, I addressed the Miles Bridges thing. I recorded a little segment before our before I released the restricted free agents episode. Um, I we don't know how that's going to play out yet because you know the legal process is long, but you know obviously horrible. I need to reiterate it was horrible what he did, um, and let's just see how that plays out. And then they just haven't done anything other than that, right? And they yeah. need to like, this isn't a team that you can just stand pat with, especially, you know, to be blunt, right? Like not to just talk around this because miles bridges was a really good player and they were probably planning on having miles bridges around for a really long time. Yeah. Like, and so, I mean, three of they guys, well, Devonte Graham, not they player no more, but he was a former player there. Then he just got locked up there. Bridges and Tres locked up. It's just like, what the hell is going on in Charlotte to me? Yeah. I mean, honestly, I had a, I thought of them a lot higher before the finals ended than after. Because then that's when the shit started hitting the fan. And, yeah, I hope that, um, you know, I don't know her name, so apologies. I hope Mrs. Bridges and her son are okay. And I hope everything's going well with that. But, J.D., is there another team that hasn't just, like, that has not done anything and you're like, huh, that's a little weird? Yeah, it's two teams, and they both were in the uh, in previous Western Conference Finals. Okay, Dallas, Dallas, and Phoenix. I mean, Dallas did add Christian Wood. Yeah, but okay, so you bring in Christian Wood, mm-hmm. and you you done there. I'm pretty sure it's a lot more that they can do with that roster, like. I say bring it back. Uh, Hardaway Jr. coming back from injury, I mean, and Dorian Finney-Smith, Luca. All right, you got you a solid four. But they need – they still doesn't have that lineup they can depend on for every situation. For sure. Yeah, and 
the and Suns with, with Phoenix. Although the DeAndre Aiden drama, it, it was it's clear that y'all roster not good enough to win the title. If it was, y'all would have won one when y'all went. Mm-hmm. So to not be doing nothing now and y'all got eliminated earlier than y'all did the previous year, address something. Address something. DeAndre Aiden is not the only damn problem. Amen. Amen. They had a good team, not a great team, and they took advantage of a weak Western Conference. And Yeah, they got lucky. Now the Western Conference is back to where it was, and I think that's a great point by you. I will also say the Mavericks added JaVale McGee. So I think Oh yeah, they did get Javel, and I like that pick. The up. Center I really room, did. The center room is a lot better. Yeah, now they got seven footers who would have locked up DeAndre Aiden. <laughs> but <laughs> I agree with your point overall that the Mavs should like should have tried to get a little better. I would have gone for a little bit better than JaVale McGee, but hey, you know, do what you gotta do, right? Um, send boogie send boogie back, uh to Golden State, honestly, nah, just, or 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 to the Clippers, send him back to one of them. I okay, put him also, back with John Wall. Also, um, the Heat losing PJ Tucker if they don't get Kevin Durant, it's kind of a big deal. It is because they. What was the one thing I was telling you all year why I didn't like the Heat, JD? Wing because depth. Wing depth. Exactly right. And what do they not have now that they lost PJ Tucker? Who's yeah. like who's their starting power forward now? Is it that's, be? that's that's what I was thinking. Like I'm really concerned about them. I want to see if they can bring somebody in to you know fuck fucking play power forward. I mean, I yeah. have said this and will continue to say this. Them letting go of Jake Crowder was probably the biggest mistake they made. They didn't let him go. He he decided to walk. I mean, still. I would have matched that offer and be like, please, Jay, stay in Miami. Like, look at the weather here. It's beautiful. Like, <laughs> I, I just don't understand. You know, like he was such a perfect fit there. I think they probably would have won a title by now if he stayed in Miami. Honest to goodness. Yeah, was, I think I think that following year they 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 had a good shot. He was such a perfect fit there. I just I don't understand it. But um, JD, this is a long one, but a great one. What do you got pl- to plug on facts and stats? And just tune in on the uh, most recent episode I put out addressing um, the state of the world and stuff like that. Uh, but I'm definitely back cooking up. I'm definitely back cooking up. I got a lot of stuff uh, planned that I I plan to record soon. So just stay tuned for them. Yeah, make sure you stay tuned to us. Um JD, Caleb, and I, I want to make a top 100 to have Caleb and JD roast me. I want to have, have us take a few weeks off and have those episodes pre-recorded. So make sure you stay on the lookout for those. Um, make sure you be on the lookout for Lane Sanity. Like I said, this week it'll be a Shaddy Sanity with Bryce and JD. So you're not going to want to miss that. And then make sure you check out Circle City Cinema. Don't know exactly what they got cooking up, but you aren't going to want to miss it. So JD, once again, thank you so much for joining me. Of course, brother. And thank you all so much for listening.